Life moves fast and so do these episodes. You are busy juggling all the things, work, life, kids, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty, but you have vividly wild dreams to get. My name's Melissa Rose and let me just say, I get that growing a family and scaling a profitable business is no small feat, no matter how early we wake up or how much caffeine we consume. But I'm here to tell you, you can and you will through consistent, inspired action. In this show, we're going to be encouraged, we're going to be empowered, and we're going to leave with a quick win that you can apply today in your business, life, or relationship. Sound good, ladies? Let's get real. And now, your host, the consistency queen, Ms. Melissa Rose, whose biggest turn-on is a great email automation sequence. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In the Nitty Gritty. You guys, today we have a super special episode because we are celebrating one year. One year of In the Nitty Gritty. One year of diving deep into business, relationships, motherhood, all the things, and being real and authentic. And I want to say a huge thank you to you. Thank you to you who chose to put me in your ears. Thank you if you subscribe and listen regularly. Thank you if you've left a review. Thank you if you have sent any words of encouragement via email or social media or just passing in life thank you so much. If you are new around here, welcome. So great to have you. I am super excited to share with you this podcast, especially this one, because this one's totally different than any other one. And I think you're going to like it. So if you'd like it, make sure you subscribe so you get updates on the latest podcast coming out every Wednesday. And if you want to come into the community and dive in a little bit deeper, come on over to Facebook world and join in the nitty gritty for boss babes. I come in there every week. You guys and share tips, tools, and strategies that I learned in my business to help you in yours. And this is an awesome group of women entrepreneurs who encourage, support, refer, empower each other. And I love this little group that we have going on. So if you want more, come on over there. It's totally free and we have a good time over there. Today is a unique podcast episode and it came from this realization that I had. As a podcaster, one way to grow your listenership is to be a guest on other people's podcasts. And every time I got done with an interview, I would always kind of giggle and think, huh, they really pulled some stuff out of me. And it made me realize that as much as I want to be authentic and nitty gritty in here, I don't always share all the stuff. And it's when I have other people interview me that they're able to dive in a little bit deeper or pull out some nuggets. So I thought, you know what? Because I'm all about being authentic and real and sharing the nitty gritty, I thought, why not have somebody interview me? So that is what's happening today. I asked my podcast producer, Matt Kinsera, to come on Zoom with me so we could record a podcast together. We had so much fun. I'm laughing. My cheeks hurt. And I think he got some good things out of it. A little bit about Matt. He and I have known each other almost 30 years, and I cannot believe that number just came out of my mouth, but... I did the math and it's true and it's amazing and it is what it is, (laughs) but he has got a great podcast voice. In fact, he has his own podcast and I invite you to go check it out. Jesus never ran. He has some great, great episodes there and he gave some great questions. So I am super excited for you to listen to this very special anniversary episode. Enjoy. And if you like it, please let us know because I'm putting myself out there, y'all. A little scary. So have fun. Enjoy.
Melissa, so great to be with you. I'm honored that you would ask me to ask you questions for the one-year anniversary. I'm so proud of this podcast, so proud of what you've been able to accomplish, and to see that we've managed to make it a go for a year is pretty impressive. So go us. Yes, thank God for consistency, holding you accountable. Yes. Okay, so I get to ask the questions instead of you, which is really good for me, not as good for you. Let's start with some like rapid-fire questions just so people get to know you. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay, so just random things like what is your favorite food? Salad. Salad. That is super depressing. <laughs> I know. I know, but I love it. I could but eat it healthy. all day, every day. Love it. Okay. Well, that's good. Good but for you. But a salad you. can have all sorts of variations. It's kind of like your pizza. Right. So. Yeah, except it's healthier than pizza. Okay. Well, let's do something less healthy. I know you're a beer drinker. So what's your favorite beer? And I thought about this one. And here's the thing. I'm a beer drinker, but I'm not a beer connoisseur, meaning mm. I can, I'm not very picky. I like beer. So I'm just going to say I'm a Wisconsin farm girl. So I mm-hmm. think I should say spotted cow. Best thing about living in the Midwest. Oh, the seasons for sure. All the change okay. of seasons. Even the winter season? Because that's one I don't love. I don't love it either. Not my favorite. Okay. But I do appreciate spring and summer and fall so much more. Okay. So the seasons minus winter. Do you know there's places in the world that have the seasons <laughs> but don't have winter like we do? Okay. Some of your favorite hobbies. I love to walk. I love to hike. I love to garden and garden. I like to garden. That's right. Okay. You have five children. Who's your favorite? My favorite is Ezra. Everybody knows it. You were not supposed to answer that question. <laughs> they don't he's, listen to the podcast. They don't do they? listen to the podcast, and he's eight, perfect. so nobody sucked Uh-oh. the joy out of him yet. No, yeah, I mean they all perfect. have their moments, but the joke is Ezra. You are a dancer, so favorite performance you've ever danced in? Oh, love this! I had the opportunity to dance in a group. It was a community theater group, but we put on a kick-ass concert, and it was all Fosse choreography, so Chicago, all that jazz type thing, and it was so so good. And I was forty at the time, I think, when I did that concert, and it was a concert where it was just a perfect time in my life, and it was really really well done, and it was super super epic i love that okay now let's go to the question you ask every one of your guests on the podcast which is what did you want to be when you grew up i wanted to be a dancer i wanted to be a performer yeah look at you yeah going after your dreams yeah you didn't want to be a farmer that wasn't the dream Mm-mm. no i appreciated growing up on a farm and i love my farm friends that still do it god bless them missy do you get more comments on your crazy curly hair or the fact that you have five kids which one happens more oh that is a good question (laughs) that is a really good question because it's about the same i've assumed so but i i feel like that makes sense first it's always the hair and then if they talk to me and get to know me then i try not to bring up my kids because that becomes a topic for the next 20 minutes then so so the hair is like the gateway into the conversation about the million children you have (laughs) okay now we're going to get a little serious your marriage ended a number of years ago now and most people in your shoes if they would have had happened what happened to you happened to them they would have probably taken the easy route you know you just you're hurting so you just figure it out you go get a job you you know provide for yourself and you you figure it out and you keep moving forward why was that never an option for you? 
I was a stay-at-home mom with a BFA in musical theater. So I genuinely did not have any confidence in finding a job or getting a job that would remotely fulfill me. And then it came down to, I have five kids. How am I going to put five kids during the summer in daycare? And from going from being a stay-at-home mom, being completely there for them to that killed me, the thought of that. I considered it for two seconds when I worked at a law office, and God bless the person that hired me because that is not my thing at all. And he was so generous and kind and <laughs> let me go in the best possible way. <laughs> he was so good about it. I learned so much from him. But even while I was there, I was like, I was thinking about the business and how to market, and I was paying attention to his systems, and I was paying attention to how we worked with people, and I was thinking about the business aspect of it, but the things that they had me do was the worst thing for Melissa Rose to be doing, and I lasted a very, very short time, and it was very eye-opening that this is not for me, and I was like, no, we're going to make this work. And then you did. Yeah. So you are a person that you give people advice, you coach, you do business coaching, you have this podcast where there's all sorts of great things. I'm taking notes as I'm producing it. But the thing that I really value about you is that not only are you a teacher and an educator, but you're also just this lifelong learner. Every time mm -hmm. you reach out to me or I reach out to you, you're either listening to a book, reading a book, listening to a podcast. What is it that makes that so important that you keep learning? I wasn't always like this. So this has been a transformation probably in the past five, six years where it was a mindset of realizing I don't know everything and then leaning into what was exciting for me, which is a lot of the marketing. I enjoy that a lot and finding mentors and people that just I gravitated towards. It gave me the idea or the awareness that you could do this too. And then the other thing, because I do read a lot and I do listen to a lot of podcasts, I love it. And I'm a big advocate of telling people to lean into what they love. And I love learning about leadership and I love learning about brand awareness and taking care of your clients and business. I love it. I love it. So I'm leaning into it because I love it. And then taking time intentionally to pause and create my own thoughts around that. You can't expect people to do what you want with without being an example of it. So I lead by example. That's my biggest thing when I teach my kids. I just pray that they're picking up what I'm laying down because you can't tell your kids what to do. I just hope that I'm leading by example, that they can know that they can do anything if they put their mind to it and take the actions. I think you're leading by example, not only with your kids, but by the people in your circle and the people that you coach. And I think you lead by example in every part of your life. You're super inspirational. So that leads me into... The next thought, which is simply you have an amazing coaching program. To me, it's unique, but this is not necessarily my world, so I don't necessarily want to right. speak to that. But I love what you offer. I know you have Level Up coming up soon again. For those who have never really got the inside track of what type of coaching you provide, why don't you just share a little bit about what you do in your coaching program and not only what you do, but why you choose to do it the way that you do. So Level Up is my 90-day coaching program, and it is my passion project because I, like many entrepreneurs, get that shiny object syndrome, like, ooh, I want to work on that, or ooh, I want to do that. And you want to do a lot of things, and we have a lot of goals within a year. So when we have all these goals we want to attack, 90 days is such a great way to narrow it down and 
bring in one, two, or three goals at a time. So that's what we do within the program. And because you're working with me, I get to really see your business from an outside perspective as a customer journey and the back end journey. A lot of times with my clients, I become a customer of them as well. So that way I can really see what their clients are seeing. And that's really helpful because a lot of business coaches are talking about the back end of the stuff. They're talking about the systems, the operations, the team, the strategy, the visibility. And when I can come in and experience the customer journey as well, it helps both sides of it. So helping my clients that way and really mapping out a plan that they can do consistently. And that is my biggest thing, as you know, is being consistent. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to do all the things. You have to do one or two things consistently and get that nailed down. So that way at the end of 90 days, you've truly seen results that can be maintained and then you can go on to the next two or three goals for the next 90 days. I love that. So speaking of consistency, we call you the consistency queen on this podcast. You call me the consistency queen. I, do. I call <laughs> I you the consistency queen. So what are maybe two or three things in your life, whether that's parenting, personal, or business that you do consistently on a regular basis, you don't miss them? I don't miss my morning meditation and my morning walk. I was not a big meditator six months ago and I started adding that into my morning and it has been so helpful in coming up with out of the box ideas for my business. Don't miss it. Don't miss those opportunities every morning, no matter what day. The podcast is my consistency factor for the business and everything points back to the podcast. So every Wednesday, the podcast drops, as you see here. And Fridays, I give my business tip inside my Facebook group. So those are two things that I don't miss and they have to be part of the journey in my business. And then everything else is extra around that. The one-on-ones, the social media, the workshops, all this stuff. Perfect. Okay. Another Melissa Rose question for you. What nitty gritty are you going through right now in your business or personal life? In my business, I am going through some nitty gritty with just the repercussions of 2020. It was a challenging year. I did have a good year, but it did not go to where I needed or wanted it to go. And that's disappointing. I'm bummed about that. And because my business, the Dancing House, is a seasonal business from September to May, I won't be able to see another significant jump until we get into next fall. So just keeping consistent with what is working finding out and paying attention, being super intentional about what is working in my marketing, being super intentional about what is working with events that we put on so that we can keep doing more of that so that when next fall comes, we're ready. As you mentioned, this has been a difficult year and I think it's been a difficult year in just about everybody in some way, shape or form. In spite of that, what are some of the things that you're hopeful for going into a new year? I am super hopeful and optimistic. I believe that people are good. So what keeps me hopeful or what keeps me believing or what keeps me keeping going is knowing that somebody is wanting my services. Somebody is needing my gifts just as they are needing your gifts. Somebody is wanting your products or services and begging for it and they haven't found it yet. So knowing that and keeping on and keeping going in the direction, taking those baby steps every day so that you can meet those people and you can serve them and that keeps me going. What are some things when you're thinking about yourself, your life, your business, whatever, what are some things that you're thankful for? I genuinely am thankful for my tribe. 
my tribe of people. And when I say my tribe, I am meaning past clients, present clients, and future clients. I always say that to my people, that whether they referred me or whether they were talking about my business in passing, they never even experienced my business, but they just heard about it through somebody and then happened to mention it at a garage sale. Seriously, that's a true story. Just the tribe of people that has supported me in ways that are very visible and very behind the scenes. I'm also extremely thankful for my core group of people, especially this year, to lean into my five or six people daily, (laughs) hourly, (laughs) and just speak truth to each other, speak hope and love to each other. We needed that this year. I do my little affirmations every morning and have three thankful spots. And I think almost every morning, I'm thankful for one of those five people or my tribe or whatever it is. I just love my community and they've been really good to me. So I love that. All right, Melissa, right now you're in the midst of all the nitty gritty. You are working hard, growing a business, raising kids, but there will be a time when maybe you retire, when your kids are older, when you don't have as many responsibilities in the same way that you do now, and you will have the great opportunity to look back over what you've accomplished. When you think about that time, I always picture myself like rocking on a chair on a front porch. When you picture that time in your life and you look back to think about all that you've accomplished, what do you hope that you'll see? My biggest joy is creating something and having somebody take it over and it continues to thrive. This is a funny story. I started my high school dance team and it still exists. I started a dance company here at the nonprofit here in town and that company now has delved into two companies, a senior and junior company, and it still exists. And my goal is that my brick and mortar will continue to thrive without me and that I will be able to help other businesses do the same. Create something that not only helps them now, where they are in life, with their family, but creates a legacy for them. Whether they choose to sell their business or choose to keep it in the family and you know maybe their kids take it over. That is just, to me, the ultimate. I think that's so cool. And if I can do that myself and then help others do that, I think that would be pretty darn cool. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for letting me interview you. This was a ton of fun. And even more important than that, thank you for allowing me to be part of this podcast journey with you. It's a true honor, something I'm very proud to be a part of. And like I already said, I learn a ton from it. I learn a ton from you. Again, this is just a a project that means a lot to me because of how passionate you are about it. So thank you for being vulnerable, for being open with your audience today and just sharing a little bit about who you are, which I think is wonderful. Well, thanks, Matt, for making it so easy. All right, guys. Thanks so much for having Matt interview me. This was scary for me to have somebody poke at me a bit. So hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you here. Same time, same place. Peace. Bye-bye. Hey there, guys, real quick. If you are loving the podcast, could you do me a huge favor? Would you rate and review this podcast so other people could find it? That is the best way for people to find more about In the Nitty Gritty. Thanks so much. Peace. Okay, some of your favorite hobbies. I have no hobbies. I have no life. Um, Do you want me to skip that question? (laughs) This is kind of morbid. When you look back on your life, let's just not talk about decades. Let's just look at when you look at your life. When you're on your deathbed. (laughs) 
was kind of flat. <laughs> you should just say that. Well, well, that fell flat. I know. It's not even intentional. I'm just sorry. Hmm. <laughs> we should have had a beer. 